0: Welcome back to another episode of Education. I am Brando. And I'm
1: Mia. And if you don't know us, we are Education, where we teach you about people you should know or teach you more about people you already do know. All right. Let's dive right right
0: into it. What are we talking about today?
1: All right. So today we're going to talk about the U.S. and integration, specifically how the Cold War and Russia kind of influenced... (laughs) (laughs) influence what we see happen with United States integration. So um, to give a little background, if you don't know exactly what the Cold War is, the Cold War is going to be a time of tension between the United States and Russia and essentially what we see, while it's called a war it's called a Cold War because it's a propaganda war. So what that means is basically they're not actually fighting one another but they're dealing with um, outside influences. So they may involve themselves in things like the Korean War that has to deal with issues that they both uh, align with but not necessarily their own and they're using propaganda so different Types of mediums to kind of bully one another to talk about. That is the best description. They're actually being being messy. messy. They're being messy. Listen, the way that I describe it to my kids, Mm. it's like siblings fighting, right? Like, I will hit my sister upside her head, right? But I'm not going to kill her just my sister you know what i'm saying like that's literally what we see happen in the cold war but the really interesting thing is like the overall effects that we see from the cold war so one thing that a lot of people don't know is the fact that the cold war actually is what pushes us into integration um and you know it's like a small tidbit that is my favorite thing to share with the kiddos because again not very widely talked about so what we see happen is the United States and Russia have this very rocky relationship, right? So like, we see them hating each other before World War One, and they still hate each other during, but they end up aligning on the same sides. The same thing happens with World War II, but in between these spaces, when they're not allies, right. we're back to the beef, right? Okay, cool, it's yeah. like a friend,
0: it's like Tom and Jerry. Sometimes yeah, they are friends, frenemies. And then, but sometimes it's just like on site. Yeah, got it. Per.
1: Got exactly, got so it. It. what we see happen is like, obviously during the time of these major wars, the United States is like, still segregated because boo, you know, whites and racism. Jim Crow. Period. Right. So we're still dealing with all that stuff. So the Soviets come up with what they call the Soviet International Plan, also known as the SIP. Right. So this is around like this is around like 1928. And what their plan is, is to basically recruit black Americans to come to the Soviet Union. Really? Right. And it sounds like really great in theory, like because they want them to come over to give them jobs and things like that. But what you find out is that they're actually trying to just build up their cotton industry. So they want them to come over there to work. That's racist. It's racist. Racist. <laughs> racist as hell. Okay. But basically what they propose to black Americans is the fact that, like, okay, y'all can stay in the United States, mm-hmm. do the same work, and be discriminated against. Or you can come over here, do the same work, make more money, and not be discriminated against.
0: Yeah, that's kind of and stuff it's like, like, oh, it's a good deal. Yeah. No. Nah. You feel me? But something tells me Russia's lying. That's <laughs> okay. Okay. The- Okay, black people are discriminated against everywhere Everywhere. in the world, so I don't know about that, I don't know. Not but, Russia that just killed all these ma- like like all these masses. J- literally,
1: people, like, just Russia. like genocide. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: That's, you know? same Russia, right? Same same Russia, Russia today. That's holding
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: Okay, they're still holding her. Okay, just want to make sure we talking about the same quite Russia. White, literally okay.
1: the same Russia. Okay, but again, cool. they wanted to build like a black belt is what they called it, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted people to come over. They were sharecroppers, and they were going to be able to take care of their cotton industry, and they wanted to build it. So we see them kind of push this agenda, but as we know and we've talked about it in previous episodes The idea of communism to the United States is just incredibly scary and that's what Russia is the time they're a communist nation, so we see a lot of people uh, black people in particular get blackballed for aligning themselves with communism mm. So either like whether they're just going to visit Russia or actually deciding to move to Russia. It's just been like It's like a whole thing like if you fool with a communist
0: You know, I find that so interesting that uh, the United States is very quick to be like, oh, you're not being loyal (laughs) to us, okay? Um, Because you guys are going to visit Russia and you guys are like um, embracing communism, Mm -hmm. but look at the history of what the United States has done right. to... to oh United States is like that toxic ex, like when you finally that move leave on. not When you finally move on, oh, so you really gonna leave me? Right, like, yes. Yes. Actually, because you suck. Actually, because I don't want to be lynched, actually. Actually, and- because... Okay. You know, slavery. Like, that what do you is mean? such a good point. What? OK,
1: so one of the things that pushes us actually into integration is like the propaganda that uh, Russia uses. So one of the uh, first things that they do is we all know the Scottsboro nine uh, case. Right. So we have nine black boys that are accused of um, a crime, wrongfully accused, I should say. Um, so the first thing that they do is they put out a um, cartoon called Freedom to the Scottsboro nine. Right. And they publish it. Everywhere, okay. Man, I mean, they throwing slugs, 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 okay? So the United States sees this, and they're like, ooh, that does not look good. Okay. And Russia notices this, and so this is how they start targeting them, all right? So they're like we realize that they don't like to look bad. Even though the United States knows that they're doing like terrible things, especially when we talk about segregation, right. they don't want other people to know. Because I mean, at this time, while we have a lot of the same technology, it's not nearly as fast. It takes a long time for a lot of the news to spread. So it's like, you know, what we do at home is kind of what we do at home. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Everybody else, I don't need to know our yeah, business. Yeah, exactly, that's, okay are you my mom right like mom. bro mom. literally like a black household type of it. okay like that's what yeah. they got going on so the soviets use this to kind of pick at black people so they start putting out different like pieces of propaganda that mock what the united states is doing and so this wow. is going to push a lot of actual black civil rights leaders to start talking out and one of the biggest things that we get out of this is the double b campaign which starts in 1942 Um, Yeah, this (laughs) this is gonna be during and after World War II. So what we see happen is that while we're fighting with Russia, essentially what they're gonna say, excuse me, not fighting with Russia, fighting alongside Russia, what they're gonna do is kind of as black people are around them, they're gonna tell them like, hey, you know, in Russia, we don't do that racism. Like y'all can come over yes. here and be treated great, and that gets a lot of the soldiers their their wheels are turning because as they're coming home from the war, they're literally being abused. Like if they wear their uh, what do you call you in the army? What do you yeah. call it? Your
0: fatigue. Your uniform. Your, your camera. Yeah. Your yeah.
1: uniform. The things. Um. The things when they were wearing those at home, they were literally getting like bullied and beaten up and things like that, even though they have served our country. So they come up again with the double V campaign, which is basically this fight against not only enemies abroad, but enemies at home. So we're fighting in this war, defending America. And then we come home and we're being treated like trash. You know, Germany
0: also did the same thing where they would literally fly over black troops and they would um, drop down you know and japan as well mm-hmm. too um a lot of these countries um that we were fighting against in world war ii um used uh weaponized uh segregation and mm-hmm. racism especially as it pertained to uh african americans yeah. so um that lets you know <laughs> that this is a really big deal okay? yeah
1: and the sad part of that is a lot of the times like if black soldiers were the ones that were targeted it's like ah, well you know they were already put on the front lines the first ones to go out and die for a country that didn't even care about them which is why i have such a me in the military like
0: ah, yeah ah,
1: you feel me it's like yeah.
0: well as someone that was also prior service myself um i did struggle with um some uh racism mm-hmm. um myself especially when i deployed i was the only black person really that was in my uh unit and it's like uh it's not like you can go home at the end of the day and go <laughs> decompress. You're stuck with right, these people. Yeah. And just, um, it wasn't like anything super, super overt, but just a lot of microaggressions right. and different things like that, that kind of really made me uncomfortable and kind of put me in the position that like when I had the opportunity to get out, I was like, gotta go. Yeah, and for um, sure. thank God, because like two years later, we had Trump as president, but oh, and God knows what the military was <laughs> like look. when Trump was there. Shut but yeah, so, but speaking well, yeah. of presidents, um, Truman um Ooh, also, he gave like an executive order, didn't he? All yeah, right? okay, look at you with
1: the yeah. facts. Uh, he pulls out executive order 9981, mm-hmm. um, and Truman is actually one of my top tier presidents because he, when it comes to civil rights, my guy was, on it you know so 1948 is the year now and after this double v campaign after they pushed this idea of like it not being fair that they're having to fight all these people what he does is desegregate the military all right so The reason that this is so important we know that we get like brown versus the board of education later on but what we see happen when he desegregates his military is he's putting this notion out that like segregation is not okay right if these people are willing to lay their lives on the line for us the least that we can do is respect them and make them a part of a full military right we make it to where they have the same opportunities the same uh living quarters and things like that as our white as their white counterparts you feel me
0: so i kind of take a little issue with that because I love love that Truman gives this executive order Um, and in theory, you know, Mm -hmm. desegregation sounds like an amazing thing, right, everyone kumbaya, all happy and stuff, but the reality is that there has to be an execution um, that's attached to this order. And I can guarantee you that all of these um, people are not going to magically just stop being racist or magically just stop uh, (laughs) doing all these bad things to black people just because you know now we are integrating Mm -hmm. i would actually go on a limb and say that i think there's going to be a rise in racism because now black people and white people are in closer proximity to each other. Right. So for me, I know that I have a very controversial opinion when it comes to segregation. Um, but I don't think segregation was necessarily uh, the best thing for the black community. Just me. No, 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 no. <laughs> let me let me let me finish. Let okay. Me finish. OK. So I will say this. All right. I think that the black community, when it was isolated, yes, we did not have as many advantages as white people. But you have areas like, think about Tulsa, think about the Green um, Greenwood, like that whole area where they flourished as mm-hmm. black people. They had a black community and they were on an equal, if not a even higher level than the white people. And I'm talking about socially, I'm talking about economically, I'm talking about politically, mm-hmm. okay? They had power, okay? And I think that when you look at the black community, when we are grouped together, uh, especially because we have a common enemy, mm-hmm. um, so to speak, um, that you had people, black people that were affluent, mm-hmm. and you have black middle class, and then mm-hmm. you have black poor people, mm-hmm. but they're all are combined together. Okay. And there is a sense of community. If you look at other races, even now, like there's like a Chinatown, mm-hmm. like, like everyone, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. has their area where they are, de facto segregated, yeah. you know? And I feel like black people are the only ones that are not allowed to have those spaces. Okay. Because even when we talk about um, certain spaces, like even in Houston, Third Ward is- uh, simply, it, It's gentrified, a black area, but now it's gentrified. Bro, and it's like, I feel like with segregation, black people did have a sense of community and a mm-hmm. sense of power in a sense, right? In that kind of sense. And I think with integration, now you have a split yeah. in the black community uh-huh. because even um, when black people measure success now, the first thing that a black person does when they get money is they want to move out the hood. They want to go live in a neighborhood true, where true, it's, true. they're not living in affluent black neighborhoods. Right. They're yeah. living in like just affluent neighborhoods. Yeah. Like, you know. So I look at segregation as like I think that it would have been okay to be separate, um, like to quote Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal but we weren't equal. I will
1: say, yeah, we weren't and equal. That, that's the issue when you talk about this idea of like segregation versus integration. Mm-hmm. It's like if we, in like a perfect world, if we could have set it up to where like, yeah, we could be separate, but we're equal, actually then equal. I think, I think that being a separatist makes sense. Yes. But because we live in America and that's not something that is actually feasible, I think that segregation, I mean, integration, excuse me, was necessary. So like when you look at Brown versus the Board of Education and break down what schools look like for black students mm-hmm. before and right. then after, I think that that is very crucial to your understanding and like the, the entirety of the idea of integration. You know what I mean? So like looking at <clears throat> Brown versus the Board of Education, we see, this is 19... 19- Fifty-four, by the way, mm-hmm. 1954, we get Brown versus the Board of Education, overturns Plessy versus Ferguson, this idea of separate but equal. We mm-hmm. set a new precedent, right? It is not okay to separate races because we cannot provide equality to all races, right? Right. With that being said, I think that it is super important that If we were to maintain this idea of segregation, how do we uphold the equal part? So how do we make sure that black neighborhoods have the same things as white neighborhoods if we are not operating from a standpoint of integration? Like, I just don't think logically that it makes sense. I absolutely understand what you're saying and I absolutely agree with you. But I just don't think logically if we're talking about things that the government is supposed to apply to us or supply to us. It, it just doesn't it doesn't work well
0: yeah of course like i think that you know that ship has definitely sailed For now sure, yeah. um because you know it, uh, you know black areas are not uh equitable to uh white areas and then yeah we have even like, now you right. know yeah so um i know even to reiterate even third ward third ward um up until recently it was a food desert you know, right so even For just sure. different things like that Um, as far as access and different things uh, of that nature. Yes, I get it. So integration is probably a little bit better in that aspect. What I would have liked to have (laughs) happened though was the equal part. Mm -hmm. Like I really would have liked the equal part to have actually been a thing. And
1: I I absolutely agree with you because like thinking about The Little Rock Nine, right? So Mm -hmm. like, We talk about the Little Rock Nine being this super triumphant story, but like in reality, that is like just a traumatizing experience for black students that literally like had no need for that. And like in a perfect world, if we could have perfected this idea of separation, we would not have had the Little Rock Nine. So like with the Little Rock Nine, if you all don't know the story, essentially what happens is there are nine... um, teenagers in little rock arkansas they try to go and attend a high school um the governor Orbal uh Fabus shuts them down does not allow them to go in he actually brings in the arkansas uh national guard to block the school for them and as a result of this racism. they actually close racism they actually closed down the schools for an entire year to keep students from actually integrating right so obviously again soviets take the opportunity to use this to mock uh, the United States, because at this point, it's like we're literally seeing on the news and uh, on headlines how students are having to walk past like armed guards just to try to get in the door. You know what I mean? And it's like nobody should have to go through that, which is why I absolutely understand why a lot of black Americans were like, man, this is overrated. We need to just mind our business and stay to ourselves because right. we do, like, we have the knowledge to flourish by ourselves. We absolutely don't need anybody else, like, period, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to Right, but when it comes to like thinking about education and not to say that any education system is perfect, especially not here in America, like thinking about school supplies, right? Textbooks, who's supplying them? You know what I mean? And not to say we couldn't have black businesses that did it, but like that's not necessarily their place. And I think that that was one of the big things that the Soviet Union used to taunt the United States. It was like, y'all can't even provide for y'all black people. Like why would we even take y'all seriously? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think a lot of that was really like while the Soviet Union didn't mean to do that, they really did have a big impact on what integration looked like for the United States just through their taunting of them. Like they, um, poured Little Rock Nine, they did a cartoon that was titled Troops Advanced Against Children. And it's like this huge, like uh, these armed guards that are like standing in front of like small children. Mm-hmm. And people saw that and they were like, oh, y'all are wowing. Like, and that's when we see the government step up and be like, all right, this is absolutely unacceptable.
0: It's interesting you say that because, you know, this is this is news to me, so, um, you yeah. know, <laughs> forgive me for thinking the government actually had a heart. And no, in reality, no. they just were like, well, we don't want to be embarrassed. Right. We're not no, going to act up in front of No, that is we are so, not going <laughs> to
1: act up in front of, like, literally, <laughs> wow.
0: people outside
1: of America wow. realized how terrible America was, and they wow. were like,
0: "Wow,
1: yeah. And so actually like to bring it to an end, the Cold War does not end until the fall of Berlin or the collapse of the Berlin Wall in 1989. Uh, right, <laughs> 1989. Um, but we see kind of the end of their play on racism toward the end, or the, excuse me, the beginning of the 1960s when we move into the civil rights movement uh, or more heavily into the civil rights movement. Um, but I just always thought it was very interesting, because a lot of people don't know that the influence that they had when it comes to integration, a lot of people are like, oh, the presidents were just nice, like, they didn't like racism, and that's absolutely not the case. Like, while a lot of presidents were progressive thinking, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that they are above this idea of racism. Lincoln. I was just about to bring him up. I, I know mean, you had to throw him under the bus. Yeah, he can't help I himself. I do. Um, but that is the cold word integration. So I hope that y'all learned something or learn more about something. I actually knew. learned a lot. Actually,
0: <laughs> so like I'm doing this podcast, but you are teaching me the things. We're we'll to learn. here you know, we'll so, to learn. All right. Okay. So. All right. Well, I am Brando, and I'm Mia. All right. We hope you learned something. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye, guys.